Psalms chapter 1, please. This is such a tremendous psalm. has so much meaning. It has to do with what I call two men. And so, if you would please, Psalms chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we come to you very seriously this morning. And if we could take one message today, it would be this one. If every human being, especially fathers, would understand this one psalm, what a difference it makes in our lives, in our families, in our friends, everybody around us. If we get what you're teaching here out of this one little portion of Scripture. So we ask for you, Holy Spirit, to open our spiritual eyes and to receive thy teachings under our hearts. And then help us, Lord, to obey them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This one psalm, I call it the Psalm of Two Men. Now, before we get into the Psalm 1, let me give you just a few things to think about about the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms has often been referred to as being a kind of medicine for the salvation of men. The Psalms meets every need and fills in every answer man has. Nearly every time an individual is seeking guidance from God, in a time of sorrow, in a time of need, when some questions and human impossible things in our life comes, that you're looking for an answer, God usually reveals an answer through the book of Psalms. The word psalm comes from the Greek word psalms, and it means a poem to be sung to a stringed instrument. In Psalms 33, verse 2, David said, Praise the Lord with harp, sing unto him with his psaltery, and an instrument of ten strings. Fifty-five of these psalms were addressed to the musician, and the psalms were to be sung. In Hebrews, in Hebrew, the word psalm means prayer or praise. Many old-fashioned Christians call it the psalmster. That is, a book of prayer and a book of praise. It took 500 years, think about that, to write the book of Psalms. The whole 150 Psalms were written by men of God over a period of 500 years. Then they were brought together. Many believe that Ezra 
had a great deal to do with this hymning of the work of the book of Psalms, although Ezra was not the writer. Seventy-three of these psalms were written by David. Twelve of them are attributed to David's song leader, a man by the name of Asaph. Twelve of these psalms have the name Asaph connected to them. Twelve psalms are ascribed to the sons of Korah. One psalm is ascribed to Moses. Two psalms are ascribed to men who were called Ezraites. Fifty of the psalms are anonymous. Only God knows the writer. Now, we know God inspired them, and God is the author of the psalms. The psalms has a message. The law teaches, prophesies, foretells. But the psalms do something no other book in the Bible can do for a Christian. They have a message for the suffering. They have a message for the persecuted. They have a message for the forsaken and lonely. They have a message for the penitent. When a man sins, he can find himself in the Psalms. The Psalms can help him know how to repent. The book of Psalms contains every emotion or human feeling that anyone has ever had. Jesus is a theme of the Psalms, the same way he is a theme of the entire Bible. Seventeen Psalms has to do with the birth of Jesus, the betrayal of Jesus, the agony of Jesus, the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, the second coming of Jesus, the kingdom reign of Jesus. So the Psalm, Psalms is a great book. Many New Testament Christians sing these Psalms. For instance, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. James chapter 5 verse 13. As any merry, let him sing psalms. Jesus often referred to these psalms in his teaching. Peter and Paul referred to these psalms. Now, Jesus is the key to unlocking the book of Psalms. Jesus is the theme of the book of Psalms. In Psalms 1, verses 1 through 6, this psalm is called the two ways. But what I want to talk about is two men. Just take two people, two men. Many believe what the first psalm is about is what the whole book is about. So the psalms are about two men. One man is called a blessed man. The other man is called an ungodly man. The first three verses of first, uh, chapter 1 gives the chapter and condition of the righteous man, the blessed man, uh, 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 this, his reward. The last three verses give the character and condition of the ungodly man and his judgment. The blessed man is going to be rewarded. The ungodly man is going to be judged. Now I'll take one, please. Uh, let's look at the blessed man, first of all. Notice the word blessed. Blessed is the man. Now, blessed simply means happy. But it goes further than that when it is used uh, in relation to God and the Lord's people. Sixty-seven times in the book of Psalm, God has promised to bless the righteous or the believing 
or the trusting or the saved. You can't read very far in the psalm before you read that God is wanting to bless someone. The Lord wants to bless you and I then. The first chapter of Genesis, uh, verse 22 said, God blessed them. Think about that. The first chapter of Genesis, chapter 22 says, God blessed them. Now, God blessed Adam and Eve in the beginning. And the last thing Jesus ever did before he left this world was he blessed people. The first thing God ever did when God created male and female, he blessed them. In Genesis 1 verse 28, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth. Jesus is getting ready to go back to heaven in Luke chapter 24 and verse 51 in the New Testament. And it came to pass, the Bible says, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. So God wants to bless you, number one. God wants you to be this blessed man. The Lord wants to bless your heart. The Lord wants to bless your life. The Lord wants to bless you as an individual. Now, there are four things we need to see about this blessed man in Psalms chapter 1. This man is blessed because of what he does not do, number one. Now, many people and many preachers today don't want a, the preacher of the negative sort. The only thing wrong with that is unscriptural. The Bible is full of thou shalt not. It's not just a positive book. It's also a negative book. You can't do what God wants you to do. You can't be what you, God wants you to be unless you learn the shall nots. A great deal of happiness depends on things that we don't do. Notice verse 1 again. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Now that word counsel means in the plan or rule of living of the ungodly. God said, Blessed is the man that does live by the plan or the rule of the ungodly people. God has a plan for your life as a Christian. And that plan is far different from the rule of life that is in the world of the ungodly. Now, the plan of life for many people is to get rich. Now, everyone wants to be the necessities of life, but the Lord said He would give them to you and I. But first, listen what the Bible says now. Seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. So number one, the Bible says if you'll seek God and seek Him, all these things will be added unto you. But most people want to seek riches. The Bible says if a man doesn't provide for his household, then he is worse than an infidel. But this old philosophy that says... The thing I'm here for is to get rich is far from is from the devil. That's the ungodly plan of life. Now the rule of some people's lives is to have, live merry. No matter how short it is, get the most out of life. Burn the candle at both ends. Have a good time. <clears throat> the rule of some people's lives is a plan of their own. How many times you heard this said? Uh, well, friend, you don't have 
this life like I have it. I enjoy my own life. Now let me give you something. I want you to listen to what God says about that. In 1 Corinthians, please. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I could quote it, but I want you to listen to it as I read it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and verse 20. Chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your, your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You know what that's telling you? You say, this is my body, I'll do with it as I please. God says, no, it's not your body. Your body belongs to me. And God says the Holy Spirit is to dwell in your body. That's the plan of God. Amen? And so when somebody says along, comes along and makes it different, you're not going to be blessed. And you, you learn that your body belongs to God. You're to glorify God in your body. So blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of God. Proverbs deals with people listening to the wrong advice and other people's counsel. If you'll turn over to Proverbs, I'll show you what I'm talking about. In Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. Look at verse 25 with me. But you have said it not all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. Now Proverbs 1 and verse 10. Verse 10. My son... If sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Now, notice, please, the second thing he doesn't do in Psalms chapter 1, the blessed man, it says, stand in the way of sinners, verse 1. Notice the progress here. The walking, the standing, and the setting. You know what that means? It gets worse all the time. Look at verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of God. That's the first step. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. That's the second step. Nor setteth in the seat of the scornful. You know what that means? If you sit around unsaved, after a while you'll be listening to them, and then you find yourself standing around fellowshipping with them, and after a while you just feel at home. You just sit down with them, and you enjoy everything that they enjoy. The Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in that counsel. So the second thing he doesn't do is stand in the way of sinners. The third thing, we're not to sit in the seat of the scorn. Now, you know what I mean? Don't get comfortable around people who make fun of our Lord Jesus Christ. I've seen some things on TV this week that made me sick in my stomach on the news. I, I don't even like to bring it up, but I now won't. But it just makes me sick to my stomach that a human being, that God gave you a body, God gave you life, God gave you a Savior, and they make fun of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. You remember something. Jesus is God. Amen? He is God. You make fun of Jesus, you make fun of God. And God won't put up with that. Listen. Number one... The man that is blessed of God is one that does not do these things. 
Number two, God blesses the man because of what he does also. Verse two, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. You know what I found? Show me a man that reads the Bible. Show me a man that loves the Bible. Show me a man that loves the Word of God, period. You say, preacher, I can't understand all of it. I can't do. I've never met anybody on the face of this earth can understand it all. Man, if we could understand all the Bible, everything is written in you, I'd say it'd blow our brain. It's too much of just revealed. But boy, what I do understand, I enjoy. And I ask for God every time I open my Bible. I say, Holy Spirit, enlighten me. Let me let me see it. Let me understand it. I love thy Bible. I, I was just, this past week, I'd just been reading. Late at night, I sit there and just read the Word of God. Just just read it. And I get so excited sometimes, I can't hardly stand it. I look at what's going on in the world today, and I was look, look, reading the book of Jeremiah, and I, uh, some of those other books I just got through reading, and I said, Lord, how could you, how could this happen to the Jews under Germany? How could this thing happen to the Jews in our country? How could all this stuff? And then I get over to Jeremiah, and I find because they refused God. They refused His teaching. They refused to call Him God and made God to their own out of silver and gold and even sacrificed their own children in fire to their idols and worshipped idols. And God said, I had enough. Now I understand. Brother, you listen to me. God won't be made fun of always. Number two, God blesses a man because of what he does also. He delights in the law of the Lord. Why? Because he has been saved by the Word. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 20, do you know saved is a Bible word? Listen. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Being born again, not a corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Can I give you something? I won't say it's as simple as I can. You don't get saved by what the preacher says. You don't get saved by what some church preaches. You get saved by the Word of God. By the Word of God. You know why? It's the Word of God that convicts you. You show me a man, woman, boy, or girl who loves the Word of God, and I'll show you a person who God blesses. So number one, God blesses the man who loves the Word of God. Number two, because he is assured by the Word of God. He is kept by the Word of God. He is cleansed by the Word of God. He is comforted by the Word of God. He is led by the Word of God. He is given peace by the Word of God. Now, how could a blessed man not delight in the Word of God when all these things are true? Now, lastly, the ungodly is not so. He's not like the God-blessed man. He's like the chaff which the wind driveth away. In other words, he's never satisfied. You ever watch unsaved men? Now, first place, every one of us is born into sin. We're all sinners. And we're all alike. Do you know I couldn't satisfy this old flesh if I tried? Every time I get something on something better, I, I, I got enough fishing rods and 
plugs and everything, and I love to fish. I got one of the best bass boats. It's a 1981, but it runs 65 miles an hour, and I get the biggest kick out of that thing every time I get in it, and I go down here and I look at these new ones down here, and I have a hundred and something bass dollars for a new bass boat. Boy, I'd like to have that thing. Why? I got one that's good right there on the shed. Don't cost me nothing. Amen? Hey, you go down to that cold car place, and I got a brand new car you could that's the reason I, I do not go visit a car place because them cars smell good amen you get in and sit down in a brand new car man that thing smells good and I get to love I don't need that thing I got two in the garage amen think about it you can't satisfy the flesh but I can give you some when you receive Jesus Christ into your heart as your savior he satisfies you that old longing, that loneliness, that nobody cares. Yes, He does. He's right there when you need Him, brother. And He satisfies that longing in your heart. An unsaved man goes to hell and burns forever. Now you listen very carefully. Psalms 1 verse 6 says, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The Lord Jesus Christ is the difference between the blessed man and the unblessed man. You know what? I There's seven things I got on my knees when God called me to preach. And they're private things that I promised God that I will not do. And I will not change for no man. I don't care who they are. You can be my best friend. You can be whoever you want to. These things I promise God I will not do. If I'm going to preach your word and I'm going to stand in the pulpit and represent my Lord Jesus Christ, I will not do these things. And yet people will try you. They'll come to you, well, I, you're my best friend. I, I do not believe. Now you can do whatever you want to us between you and God, but and my conviction is... I'm not going to drink any wine. I'm not going to drink anything fermented into my body. That's my conviction. I can get in the Bible and show you where you ought not to either. But me and my wife was invited over to a good friend of our house, and they said uh, they had spaghetti for supper. And they said, uh, what color wine would you like with your spaghetti? Would you like red or would you like white? I said, none. Amen. But we always have with our spaghetti. I don't care what you got. I ain't want it. I was. I had the biggest wedding you've seen. This friend of ours, her sons, was getting married to this very rich woman, and uh, they they bought they rented the whole Black Swan restaurant in Clearwater. And they had this big thing. You come in the door and you eat and you go out around and you eat all the plate and, and carry on. And then they had the big dinner all set up and they come around and set glasses in front of you and they set this wine for you. For you and she come over and said, Now, Pastor, I know that you don't drink, but I put ginger ale in your glass and so you won't have to drink. I said, No, you move it. Set me a glass of water there. Amen. I don't want nothing that looks like wine in front of me. I don't want nothing to do with it. I don't want any champagne. Now, listen to me. 
That's my conviction. Amen? Something in the deal is different than the rest of the world. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit of God and He convicts me of sin and righteousness. If I could get every daddy, mom, every boy, every girl to realize where your convictions come from, where your right living come from, where happiness, where joy come from, is Psalms 1. You want to be blessed? Then do what Psalms number 1 says. Blessed is the man who has God first. You want to be unhappy? You want to be miserable the rest of your life? Be like the second part of Psalms. Deny God. Don't have Him in your life. You'll be miserable the rest of your life. What I'm asking you to do, do you know you're saved today? I want to be happy. You can ask anybody that you want to around me long. I'm going to be laughing and joking and carrying on. You might not like me, but I don't care. Amen? I'm going to have a good time because I'm happy. God's good. You happy today? Blessed is the man that's happiness. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name. If somebody not saved today, don't know you as personal Savior, ain't no better time than right now. And I pray, God, they'll ask you to come into your life. Romans 10, 13 is still there. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. They can be today. Bless us now. In Jesus' name we pray.